Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Stand Up Tragedy Podcast. My name's Dave and I'm your host, broadcasting to you semi-live from the Stand Up Tragedy flat. And it's another day here at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival where we are at the PBH Free Fringe with our show Stand Up Tragedy every day at 6.30 till 7.30, one hour of tragedy at the Fiddler's Elbow downstairs, venue 71. We bring you tragedy of all kinds. And today we've got some fantastic kinds of tragedy for you and I'll get to them in a moment. Why are we here? Well, we're at the Edinburgh Festival. As I say, we're doing a live show every day until the 14th and we're also podcasting throughout the Edinburgh Festival. We're giving a daily dose of tragedy in Stand Up Tragedy Daily throughout August. So, we thought we'd get this podcast off to a tragic start and listen to some tragic moments. Stand Up Tragedy have been going all around the Edinburgh Festival, gathering up the tragedy in order to share it with you, whether you're at the fringe or you're not. You can share your tragedies with us at hashtag tragic moments. We're on Twitter at Stand Up For Tragedy, so tweet it over to us. If you want to send us something more long form, you can get us at upstandingtragedy at gmail.com. We're on Facebook too. We've got a lot of fantastic tragedy recording people on the street. We've had some great, fantastic tragedy tweeted about. But what we'd really like is some pictures, some video, some interesting new formats of tragedy because we love tragedy in every form. You can find us at the tragedies that you're about to hear are from performers telling us about the experience of flyering. Now, flyering is really hard. Uh, It's hard work for the artists. Sometimes it's hard work for the people trying to get past those artists and get into the shops, but it's the best way to get people interested in your show. And it's a really good way and a really important way for independent artists like Stand Up Tragedy and everybody on the PBH Free Fringe to try and get people into their shows because we don't have money behind us, so we have to get out there and use our legs. First up, we have Stand Up Tragedy performer, multimedia artist, and the creator of the amazing show The Flood Superbard to tell us about his flyering experiences. So I was uh, on the Royal Mile doing the flyering as you always do uh, and then I had this wonderful couple, American couple, come up to me. Uh, I tried to fly them and uh, they shoved, literally shoved me so that I fell onto the ground and told me to fuck off. Uh, which I've never had that much of a flyering response before. This was a new, wonderful thing to me. I've had people tell me to fuck off before, but never with a shove as well. And even even the fuck offs, you're just like, guys, all a polite no thank you is absolutely fine and we will completely leave you alone after that. That's all, all you need to say. So that happened, but thankfully, actually, um, an, Amer- another American, uh, a Chica- girl from Chicago, picked me up and helped me off my feet and said and shouted assholes over them uh, I was I was too in shock and I don't really deal with conflict very well my name is Annie I'm producing a show called one last thing and as has happened to many 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 other people our flyers didn't arrive on time so we printed out some crappy like standing ones we were all working really really hard to push them it was the end of a long and exhausting day One of my class members finally got rid of her last flyer, collapsed down onto the floor, almost in tears. A man storms up to her, throws it in her face and was like, this is appalling. If you can't afford proper flyers, how can you afford to put on a decent show? Last year, I had a bit of uh, an incident whereby my my flyers were lost by my venue. On the first day, I didn't have any flyers at all and I just had to rely on luck and goodwill for people to come into the show. Uh, But I I eventually got my flyers and it started going well. Stand up tragedy. Of course, it's not like that for all the performers. 
Stand-up tragedy love it when audiences come to our shows without knowing too much about what we do because we aim to give people a cathartic experience and that's about learning something and you learn things really well when you're surprised by something new. And so, I'm not going to tell you anything about our guests today apart from that they are called Josie Rose and Sophia Walker and that they are going to compliment each other. The next song is a cover of a song by the band Nirvana. They've mm. <laughs> never heard Nirvana on the heart before. So <laughs> but I thought the song was great for standing for charity because the words I think are about when you feel really bad about something you've done and you just can't think of any way to make it better. So this is called All Apologies.
When she was younger, my grandmother could disassemble and rebuild an army jeep, blindfolded, in less than 20 minutes. These days, 20 minutes of lucidity recedes into my grandmother disassembling and rebuilding her life without the red memories. For this Christmas, I sat next to her on the dilapidated sofa that's been in our family for generations, bubbling up old memories for me like the pan of boiling water when my grandpa used to cook homegrown sweet corn. But that sofa means nothing to my grandma. Neither does my grandfather. As we sat surveying the room of her family, she pointed out each person and asked me, who they were, repeatedly, for an hour, alone in a room surrounded by relatives, loudly remembering, she sits unseeing these fleeting histories of forgotten meaning. Daughters' engagements, great vacations, family celebrations, her presences, vacant. My grandmother's memories are like a month-old birthday balloon lost under the bed. Wrinkled, withered, empty. All the air has been let out of the tires of that army jeep she deconstructed at 17, and she, she no longer remembers her war. The first of many she fought in her long lifetime. Her living room is empty now. Dust sheets have been draped over furniture. Shutters fastened tight across windows and, save 20 minute bouts of lucidity, my grandmother sits alone in a corner, disassembling her memories, surrounded by family unable to help her rebuild them. And when a 16 year old boy cries in class in the middle of the school day, it stays with me. So uh, this is called Jump. David cried in class today. Second period French spent watching La Haine. The film ends with this sentiment A man fell from the 17th story of a tenement, and with each floor he fell, he said, Jusqu'ici, tout va bien. So far, so good. Because it's not the landing that counts, but the journey down. Hiding in the forest at lunchtime, David clutched the vodka bottle with trembling fingers. Speaking in whispers, his shaking, free verse shaped pictures of deep hurt. His cousin worked on the 101st floor, World Trade Center, Tower North. The plane's impact three levels below began an unyielding, imprisoning inferno. Dave's cousin had no way out but through windows. Dave discloses he hopes he chose it to take control of the sole thing he had left, the means of his end. Chugging vodka remnants like it was life dependent, Dave says he can actually see his cousin jumping from the window, actively pushing off, willingly throwing himself into high-speed freefall. 
each millisecond closer to death Dave hoped his cousin had set. So far, so good. David cried in class today. Juste ici, tout va bien. Thank you. Around the World in Eight Mistakes. It's one of the list's top five um, pictures of the French for spoken words, and it's free. And believe it or not, most of it's funny. <laughs> um, but fitting with the title of the night, I'm going to do one of the sections that's not. It's basically a story about all of the worst reasons you could possibly pick to move countries. So, like, I moved to Vietnam for love, and I accidentally took a job in a war zone. So, uh, yeah, this piece is from that section. This is called Seeds. Thank you for having me. Did you know that seeds never die? Even after decades dry, when placed in water, they will grow. In most third world countries, the leading cause of non-war-related death is water. So even seeds lose hope. As typic as the image, gun barrels are never cold. The first time I felt a muzzle jammed into my back, all I could think was, how warm this is. Have you ever witnessed a bullet travelling through the body? No, we crumple round the bullet hole. We do not fall. We drop. When you see someone's head cut off, their legs keep moving. When you see that head hit the ground, it will roll till it lands on next stump, staring up. Sometimes, those new dead eyes are bonusy. In Nakasani, I met three men who earned their living driving continuously round the city, shoveling corpses off the street. They'd been doing this so long, they tossed gunshot-battered bodies into back of pickup truck like Saxon. They told me, after more than 20 years of war, bodies of just carcass. I asked if they thought post-death our souls left us. They told me souls are the last casualties of war, the thing you fight hardest for, lost more quickly in the living than the dead. song is a song about a really big tragedy which happened where I live. I'm from the Isle of Lewis and this is, next song is in Gaelic and it's about the land clearances that happened because the highland clearances didn't come up as far as the islands but it's about Dalmore and basically what happened was everyone was cleared off their islands out of their home and um, all the, to make room for animals pretty much and music was banned, instruments like this were burned so it's just a horrible time. And this is a man who went back to his island after it and all that he remembered that was the same was the sound of the sea. Bye. 
song is about the most tragic man that I've ever met in my life. Um, basically it was someone who worked at New Look and I knew that he worked at New Look because I can't afford Topshop so I know who works at New Look. And um, I met him on a night out which is actually for my 18th birthday um, a few months ago and he was telling me all these stories about how he just came back from Afghanistan which couldn't have been true because he had sold me a cardigan that morning so... Um, but he, he also, he was about 18 years old or maybe younger, like I'm not sure if he was old enough to be in the club, but yeah, he also said that he fought in the Vietnam War, which again, couldn't have been true. So yeah, this song is just about people like that that just tell lies. It's called Man on a Mission. Just a 
man on a mission, sent by your own submission, and you're forever wishing for some higher opposition. But that's unattainable to you, cause we know what you plan to do. You have your goal you're sticking to, saying I will have the best of you, you, you. plan you're sticking to. You are all talk, you say a lot of things, but I just wonder what you bring to the table. Are you able to function as a human does? I only question this because I think I know you inside out. Oh my dear, I have no doubt that I will have the best of you. You, 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 you have your plan, a plan you're sticking to. But to me it just seems like a reason to leave Darling, when we start to see that we're needing you to flee We're needing you to leave I think it's time to end this little game If you were stoned you'd crack for shame But you keep playing anyway with no regards of what we say Your goal is unattainable to you Cause we know what you plan to do You have your goal you're sticking to Saying I will have the best of you You, 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 you have your plan A plan you're sticking to, to, to Let you see it through. You're just a man on a mission, sent by your own submission, and you're forever wishing for some higher opposition. But that's unattainable to you, cause we know what you plan to do. You have your goal you're sticking to, but we won't let you see it through. Josie Rose is a newcomer to the Fringe and she has a show every day in the street bar which is next door to the Fiddler's Elbow where we are at 4pm. She has a huge array of original songs as well as really interesting covers as you just heard in her performance for Stand Up Tragedy. She spoke to our producer Bryony about her first experiences of the Fringe. I'm outside the Fiddler's Elbow with Josie Rose and she's going to tell me about when she started playing the harp. I started playing the harp when I was eight years old. I was in primary three and um, I wanted to play the big harp because my dad was in an orchestra playing the shuba and I just really liked the sound of it so I wanted to get my own but of course they're really expensive. So um, living on the Isle of Lewis there was a lot of people playing the Celtic harp, the Klarsoch and I saw them at a concert I went to with my mum and I was like, oh, little harps. So um, I ended up renting one of those. There's lots of good music on the island I'm from, the Isle of Lewis. And there's also, um, my family are all brass players. So I'm probably the first musical person from my family not to play brass, as far as I know. And how have you ended up at the Fringe? The Fringe, well, I've been to the Fringe every year since I was quite young. I'm not sure when I first came, probably about 13 and just watching people and I always wanted to play at it but um, I know it's a lot of hard work so I was looking for a bars to play in just for one-off concerts and uh, somehow I ended up with an every single day show I don't even know exactly how it happened but How would you describe the music that you play? I'm a singer-songwriter so it's alternative music 
I guess it's influenced from a lot of different styles because I can't, I'm not one of those people who just listens to one type of artist, never been like that. So I'm not sure how way to describe it the best. I write about things that happen, not always directly, you can't always tell exactly what it's about, but I write about things that happen in my life and stuff. And how does that feel when you perform it? Um, some of them are quite personal, but I really like performing them. It's definitely quite therapeutic, so. People have been coming up to me after and saying that they like the originals better than the covers, and they've been worried about offending me by that, but I'm not offended at all. It's a lovely thing for them to say. Some of my favourite songwriters had pretty tragic lives, and or their lives ended too short. Like, um, Kurt Cobain was definitely very unhappy throughout his life, and I think he writes absolutely beautiful words. And Nick Drake, he was severely depressed, and his music is absolutely gorgeous. But it doesn't have to be sad all the time, but for me, I think sometimes it's the most beautiful things. Sophia Walker's spoken word show Around the World in Eight Mistakes has been really highly praised by everyone at the festival, and so we really recommend seeing it. She told Stand Up Tragedy about how it's been going in her first week of the festival. Uh, today, like most days, mostly started off flyering, which um, in the mornings is quite lovely, because if you go around where people are having uh, their coffees at the tables and stuff, you, you can have a chat and you get to know people. And I met some interesting folk this morning. Everyone was nice. And uh, then I went and did my show, which is called Around the World and Eight Mistakes. It's at 2 p.m. at the Royal Oak and it's free. And um, the crowd was really nice and they gave me nice feedback afterwards. Um, it's a show about travelling so I tend to get a lot of international folk in and I met a couple from Sri Lanka today and they told me some wicked stories. My show is autobiographical, it's basically um, all the reasons not to move country based on me having moved country for a myriad of very stupid reasons. So it's an entirely personal show. What's it like to expose yourself day after day after day? Um, it was absolutely fine until today. My parents came today and uh, that was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. And given that one of the mistakes is when I accidentally moved to a war zone, that being the most terrifying experience of my life says something about just how bad today's show was. How did, um, how did they react to it? They seemed to like it and um, I had a good crowd in today and everyone responded well so it was fine but it was just really scary. Flyering's hard, um, it takes up a lot of energy that isn't you know, really directed at your show and um, I just don't smile that frequently in normal life so those facial muscles hurt and uh, it's an awful lot of getting rejected in one day, you know, so, so that's hard. And um, finding time to sleep is hard, finding time to eat is hard, finding time to drink is not hard, no. which makes mornings hard. There's information on our website about Josie and Sophia and they'll be performing again for us at Stand Up Tragedy. Check out Josie Rose at www.soundcloud.com forward slash Josie Rose Duncan and you can find Sophia Walker on Twitter at Poet Walker where she'll tell you all about her live events that she's got coming up. She really works the poetry spoken word scene hard and she's really worth seeing live. You can also find Josie Rose on Twitter. She's at Josie Rose Duncan. You can find Stand Up Tragedy on Twitter at Stand Up For Tragedy. So that's today's Dose of Tragedy. You can find us podcasting daily throughout the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. We're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, and we're on the Stitcher Smart Radio app, which you can download for free and put in your pocket 
a little piece of tragedy. And remember, the tragedy is best shared. And for now, the tragedy is over. This podcast was produced by Bryony Hawkins with audio production from Stephen Harvey. The music comes from Sam Wilkinson, who you can email at radiojuan at gmail.com. The rest of the music was produced by George Brufton, written by the Reactionaries with added bagpipes from Vaughan Granding. I'm Dave, I'm your host, and the tragedy is once again over. It's time.